Ah, let's play a game. Good. Hey, I was trying to call you on the Facebook so I can try to use the microphone at the same time. Oh, yeah. Eh, it doesn't really matter. I'm not worried about quality as much these days. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's more like if I just need to get stuff out there. But, yeah, I was I was pretty sure that James uh, was going to duck out on this one. It's just too long a game uh, for both him and me, really. I wish, wish uh, the voters had chosen something a little less than a 100 hour RPG but you know it is what it is uh, it's like a 120 hour RPG <laughs> yeah fuck that man I and I, I put 13 hours into it and I was like not even at the beginning barely apparently so whatever but James said he put like another 3 or 4 hours into it but uh, tonight he was uh, having a kind of a family <laughs> night with his wife and he doesn't get too very often so I was like alright man uh, me and Kuju got it so hopefully Hopefully you can fill me in on some of the uh, finer points of a 120-hour RPG. Anyway, what you been up to? Anything? I just got off work. Fun? Yeah, I worked from 10 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. Hmm. Good old retail hours. Sound like uh, my job, only uh, I just work in a hot warehouse. Uh, same thing, about 12 hours a day. Yeah, weekends are the longest, and then during the week I don't have to do so much. But right on. yeah, for me right now is like effectively Christmas um, for like so, for retail because you get everything ready for Christmas. You are getting right. everything ready for Christmas. No, I I I work a, at a bakery. We you know I make bread and stuff. Um, and the Fourth of July for a bread person or a baker is effectively like Christmas for anyone else because we sell more hot dogs and hamburger buns this time of year than any other two months out of the year. Yeah. End up having like literally 10 times the order on certain like hot dog buns and stuff per route. And it gets really crazy. In fact, like uh, really dreading tomorrow. I've got a uh, effectively two days worth of work on one day tomorrow and it's going to be unreasonably hot and, now I'm just yeah. complaining, but yeah, it's whatever it is. But get a lot and of overtime. And Fourth uh, of July on a Wednesday is like the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't go the long weekend. It's just like one day in there, you know. Yeah. At least I'll get a. That is one of my paid holidays, so at least I'll get an additional eight hours. So that that should be a really good check. Maybe I'll buy something nice. Maybe that NES Classic that they're restocking. I might grab one of those up now that they're available. And I bought the SES Classic, and I played it for like a couple hours. Also, I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I I did the exact same thing. I popped it in. I played like Mega Man X. I, I think I played a little bit of Star Fox Two. Was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And looked at all the other games. You know, for me, it was like I have all these on my shelf anyway, or the majority of. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty neat. Uh, I'll put it back in its box. And yeah, they got nostalgia, didn't they? They did what? So they got us with the nostalgia. Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it just 
I think it's so cool because like anytime I want to put it in, I could play it. But it's like, when is that now? <laughs> right. What sold me was HD. The was the main thing. It and Star Fox Two. Yeah, you can hook it up to your TV and you can play it. And you know, like I'll probably like it's probably going to be good for like holidays. Like my brother will come over and maybe we'll play and you know play some old school like beat 'em ups or something. You know. Yeah. But uh, it's got by oh. myself. Like I'm, I'm, I got. To, I think I got to the point where I can't go back and play games that I played before because there's just so many I haven't. So it's like mm-hmm. I, I, it's just like I can't go back. Like I tried playing uh, Secret in Three. And I was just like, I can't. I, I got so many other games I want to play. Like God of War came out, mm-hmm. and then I played Nino Kuni Two, and then I played that. Uh, oh, what's that like interactive movie game called? Shoot. I don't know. There's a lot of them. The one where the cyborgs or the robots. Cyborgs and robots. Uh, Detroit become Detroit become oh, human. Oh, become yeah. The David Cage joint. Yeah, I heard yeah. mixed reviews on that. I don't know. I like the David Cage games. I, I, I like them. I, I I do too for the most part. I've I played uh, Heavy Rain. I really liked that a lot. Uh, oh man, that's that's a that's a game you guys could probably play for the show. It's not too long. No, no, it's it's super short. Uh, just getting James on board. Uh, we I talked to him a little bit before uh, I called you. Uh, we're going to be doing Thimbleweed Park next. Um, that's the uh, Ron Gilbert game. I bought that game because you guys are talking it up. So. Oh, did you? I was going to say I have an extra copy. Uh, <laughs> no, whenever you guys talk up a game, I buy it. They're like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then I buy it. And <laughs> it just sits I have there. Uh, I'll eventually get to it. Um, Will you ever play uh, Maniac Mansion or uh, any of the secret Monkey Island games and stuff? Maniac Mansion? Is that the one where you type? No, no, no. That's the Nintendo one. Yeah, it's it's on Nintendo. It was also a computer game. It it was Ron Gilbert's first uh, point-and-click adventure. Uh, More popular one on PC was uh, Day of the Tentacle. But they all run in a, the scum engine. There's those, and then like the Secret of Monkey Island, and then whatever other yeah, Monkey I Island. Game. I think I have that on PlayStation Three or something. I played it for a little bit, hmm. but I couldn't get into it. Yeah, the newer ones are a little harder to get into for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, Maniac Mansion was like my all-time jam when I was a kid. I played that every which way you possibly could. I, I even figured out a way to beat the game that wasn't in Nintendo Power, and I wrote in telling them, hey, I found another ending, and apparently they didn't see it as being a uh, another ending. There's this... It's kind of convoluted, but there's this way that you can actually um, kill one of your characters, and they instead of actually dying, they become a ghost and lose all their inventory. It's by... Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like this weird... Uh, everyone's heard of it or most people have where you can uh there's this one character in the game called razor and she's like the like rocker chick or whatever and you can steal a hamster from this one character and if you do it as ray if you do it as anyone else it won't work but if you do try it as razor it'll let you do it you can put hamster in microwave and then turn the microwave on and it'll blow up the hamster predictably, and then you can like get the ball of hair and shit and uh, present it to its owner. I think his name is Weird Fred, and he'll kill you, but you come back as a ghost. And the other ways you die in the game, you don't come back. So like I figured out this really convoluted way where like I could uh, transfer all her items to someone else before I had her killed, and then do everything else in the game. 
that uh, needed to be done, kill the other two characters permanently after transferring those uh, all those items to the ghost, and then beating the game, and you get it, the same ending, except no one is at the like normally it shows all all three kids, whatever three kids you picked at the ending, and. Um, the doctor says his little spiel or whatever and he'll say like uh, sorry I killed all your friends talking to Sandy your girlfriend and like no no one else is in the picture and I was like hey this is an ending that Nintendo Power doesn't have and I took a photo or whatever and sent it in but I never heard anything back so but yeah <laughs> you, you can do that a young Blaine J yeah, figured that shit out I remember that game freaking me out as a kid because you go upstairs or something and that guy captures you yeah and he yeah. says you can do it like that would always like like you always go up the stairs and like oh my god he's gonna get me and then yeah he eventually he finds you and he captures you but i remember like i got to the point i think i beat it once where one of the tentacles like flies away in a spaceship or something like that <laughs> so something like that yeah there's a couple of cool ways you can do that you can uh have the one purple tentacle uh join your band by like showing him your demo tape and then he gives you yours and you send it off to i mean they're I could talk about Maniac Mansion for days. Um, <laughs> great game. Like, so many different ways to beat that game. You can, like, put the meteor in, in the trunk of the weird Edsel and send it into space. That's an ending. You can feed it to a potted plant. Uh, I think you can put it in the radioactive pool. And then there's the, like I said, the the ending where you become, like, a rock star. There's the ending where you make the meteor famous by turning in his manuscript after rewriting it. And just, mm. like, there, no matter what combination of kids you choose, there's a way to beat the game. Uh, I think. I think that's true. But anyway, we're not talking about fucking Maniac Mansion. We're talking about whatever else. But, yeah, it, uh, Thimbleweed Park's made by uh, Ron Gilbert, same guy that made all those games when he was, like, super young and put it out, and I've been kind of chomping at the bit to play it. But, it, like you say, I've got all this other shit to play. Buddy of mine let me borrow God of War, like, a month ago. And uh, how, you, how, you, how you like it? You know, I'm digging it. Uh, it's it's starting to fall off a little bit. Like, uh, I went to the whatever the second world is, where where you've got all the like floaty white people, and you know, it's like everything's like peace and love or whatever. But there's like the dark elves that are attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, hey, okay, this is a lot bigger really? than I wanted. When you get to the top of the mountain, that's when uh, you're about a third of the way through the game, and it really picks up from there. Really. That's when you get Mimir, basically, and uh, that's when you get your... Basically, it's like he's like your third character, your third party member. Hmm. But all he is is like a disembodied head, and he talks. Okay. And, yeah, and it and it's he's hilarious, and he makes it not so... Like, that's, that's what I was... Like, when we did our review the other day, that's what I was saying. Like, once you get Mimir, the game really picks up. Okay. So. So at least get at least you get to that point before you decide not to quit playing or whatever. Right on. And what's weird about that is that that's kind of a throwback to Monkey Island because in uh, the Revenge of LeChuck, you you can get a talking skull that basically becomes a, an additional party member that says like funny quips and stuff as you're walking around. And then it's a reoccurring character throughout the series after that. And also in uh, Planescape Torment, I believe there's a talking severed head that you carry around for a while. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, it's a <clears throat> common trope. thing that they they've done a few times. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, um, if you're still listening, obviously I don't have my normal co-host James Mulholland with me. You may have picked up on that. You're listening to Is It Worth It, the podcast where we talk about games and then tell you whether or not we feel it's worth it from a collector's standpoint. Hi, I'm your host Blaine J, and today 
not James Milholland. I have with me a uh, super fan, super friend, podcast killer, Cujo. <laughs> it's Ryan time, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and I joke about that because he was on the last episode, currently the last episode of um, Video Games the Movie. Uh, still planning on bringing that back. It's just like life keeps getting in the way. Every time I watch a film, like me and Brent watched uh, Existence, and we were trying to bring that, like, get an episode done between him and I. And then, like, both collectively, like, both our wives got really sick. And, like, we've been going in and out of hospitals and stuff. And it's just been a real nightmare. So, but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you ever um, want to bring that back, I'll be happy to watch the movies. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, there's all kinds of them coming out right now, too. There's a new Tomb Raider I haven't seen yet, and then there's going to be the second Wreck-It Ralph coming out. Uh, a lot of good stuff that I actually want to see, not just, like, trash, but now, actual do you, consider, do you consider a movie based on a game? Like, can you watch that movie then? Like, RoboCop or something? That's stretching it a little thin, because there's a lot of games based on movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying, like, I was thinking like that, like you watch pretty much any movie. Yeah, basically. Like anything that was popular has a video game for it. I mean, there's a game uh, for White Men Can't Jump, for God's sake. <laughs> there was a Dirty Harry game. There is a Dirty Harry game on the NES, yeah. Yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> the Nerd, I think, just did it. Did okay. a episode. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. One of the <sighs> few games that works in the uh, Retron 2 back but it will only bring up the title screen and won't let you do anything else. So that's fun. Just a little bit of trivia for you, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, it's, I've had it in my collection for a while. It's one that I was like, oh, you never see this. And I picked it up, and I don't know what it's worth, but I can guarantee you it's probably not worth it. Um, big, <laughs> big Clint Eastwood fan. That yeah, that gameplay was terrible. Yeah, it looks looks to be really bad but love clint eastwood it's too bad that like the only game I, i'm pretty sure there's nothing else they ever made based on uh his likeness or ip i mean other than like red dead revolver and red dead redemption i mean that's obviously clint eastwood or you know based on his uh western characters and such but uh yeah but yeah he uh yeah he was just a little late to the party you know it was like he wasn't right right in that clutch like uh, Arnie and Stallone those two guys they have more games based on them than I think just about anyone maybe Bruce Lee has more but yeah yeah I was thinking about that a while back like who has the most video games based on their likeness and you know like an actual human and I was thinking oh, yeah. probably Arnold Schwarzenegger because he like every action movie he ever did had a game for it up to a point you know like everything I mean there's a last action hero video game for God's sake <laughs> Again, terrible, but whatever. So yeah, the if there's nothing else to talk about, I guess we can get into talking about Xenoblade as much as I can, and you're gonna fill in as many holes as possible, hopefully, right? Yeah, because you played yeah. it a couple months ago. Yeah, I finished it in March or April. Okay, somewhere around there. Yeah, I played it in the winter time, like from the winter to basically spring, because it took me a good two months of basically like playing all my free time was that game um yeah. it is it is i think uh either you or james said in the last episode where it's like if you're a kid when this movie or when this game came out you would love this game because you would get so much time into it right. like you would like if this is like your birthday present you'd be playing this all year mm -hmm. but yeah. uh 
it, it's got a lot going for it certainly i mean you say 120 hours but i i mean i i could see playing like it from just the little bit i've seen and been like watching on and stuff you could probably play 300 hours easy uh Ooh, yeah if you wanted to really d- delve deep you know because with that 120 hours i basically did all the side quests except for like all the end like super bosses and i was like i don't i, I can't I can't play anymore. Like I can't level up to like ninety nine to fight the level one twenty boss. I was just, I can't do this. I was over it. <laughs> sure. It's so, like I got the ending. I got I got the uh, I rebuilt. Uh, I think it was Colony Nine or Colony Six, whatever one that you had to rebuild. Yeah. Colony Six. Yeah, Colony Six. Mm-hmm. We got that all rebuilt up, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I I fell out of favor with the game pretty quick personally because. To me, um, it looks a generation behind what it is. It's on the Wii, and it looks like it should have been, to me, on the PS2. Um, I, in fact, I could pull down 10 games right now that look better to me than Xenoblade did. There were some things that looked really great, and then there was something I was like, really? You know, like the character animations themselves, the characters themselves and stuff. A lot of the backdrops were beautiful, you know. Um I didn't care for that. I instantly hated the story because it it just seemed like out of a high schooler's mind. It didn't. It was wasn't engaging at all. It was just really to me. It was really poorly written. And they did like they immediately did the now trope of killing off the love interest, but they did it within the first uh, like hour and a half, two hours of the game. And I was yeah. I was just it. How's that supposed to resonate? You know, you said you you did some quests with her or whatever, so it like hit you a little harder. But it's still like yeah. really early, you know. Yeah, because I probably had about 10, maybe seven or ten, some of the ten hours by that when I put when I got to that part. Oh yeah. Um, because I was I was like running around doing like going to all the different uh, NPC characters that you can like talk to and doing their quests because like mm-hmm. she would say a little something like. Um, Every time you'd like start a quest, and little hearts would pop up. And you can do like one of those one on ones with her right. at the very beginning, on the bench and stuff. And so I kind of like I was like, okay, I kind of got into it. It kind of drew me in when that happened. But uh, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like we've seen that kind of thing happen a million times in games by now. Yeah, I mean, it, the first time I saw it was Final Fantasy. Not Final Fantasy. It was uh, Fantasy Star Four, where they do it with Alice, and they kill Alice pretty late it's like a good halfway or close to halfway into the game and like at this point you've really like um gotten to know alice and see her as an actual person and stuff and then of course final fantasy 7 being the most famous with Eris, and yeah uh, you know by time that rolls around is you know she's been a part of your party forever and you know if you're like me you probably probably didn't use her and didn't give a shit but a lot of people did use her because she's a great healer and uh, I, I was in love with Eris when I was a kid like, I think it was like sixth grade or something when I was when that game when that game came out for me and I was like oh, this is my girl right here mm-hmm. <laughs> I was so, all about Tifa yeah 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 she that's my kind of chick really I don't I don't really like the shy demure type you know that just kind of puts me off really I I like women to be strong you know I don't know, I'm a weird dude. Also, boobs. And Aris yeah. doesn't have them. <laughs> so. Well, I like the whole uh, the girl take care of you type thing. That, that That's my kind of thing. No, I feel you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. Yeah. But uh, that, again, that still resonated more than I, I couldn't even tell you this girl's name. You know, I don't remember it. And yeah, they, yeah. Kill, 
okay, well, they kill her. But yeah, the story begins what you're like, uh, gosh, you're, you're this kid in this world that is like. Well, you guys start at the very, very beginning where it's like you got the Macronis and the Bionis fighting. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool part. You didn't, you didn't think that was cool? I thought that was one of the most retarded things I've ever heard of in, in the entirety of my life. It brought up, it, <laughs> it brought up remembrances that at one point there were people that believed that the world was flat being carried upon the backs of two elephants that was standing on the back of a flying turtle through space. I'm like, it, it was that silly to me. It's like you've got these two giant robots that in the beginning there was nothing and then there were two robots that wanted to beat each other up for reasons and then Mm -hmm. they each dealt each other like a death blow at the same time so they were connected by like swords or something like one had a sword lunge through the other's hip or some I I can't even remember and then they they died but like their power was still there and then like one side made robots and one side made people and animals and such and Mm -hmm. they're still locked in that eternal struggle right basically yeah I, that's just gay. That's like the worst writing. You know, <laughs> I just, I can't get behind it. I don't know. I was just immediately like, this is what Saiten's been going on about. I was like, this is terrible. But I get it. He probably, probably played it when he was a younger kid. Uh, whenever, well, <clears throat> younger kid. I think he's, this guy, what, this game's what, eight years old? Is it that old? It might I be. think it's 2010. Really? It might be. It might, I don't know. I thought it was like uh, toward the end of the Wii's life. I thought it was like more like 2012 or 13 or something, but it might be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's... Yeah, you know, I bought it before Caroline was born, and she's almost five, so yeah, it might be closer to eight. Yeah, so it's it's getting a little older, I guess, but um, still, Saiten, he's 33, so that would have put him at 25. I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love that guy. I like dogging on him, but uh, I just think this game was just way too bloated for me. There's just like way too much running around and, and uh, yeah, like the fast travel, like it's kind of hidden. So it, take, it took me like I don't know till like the the bionic, like till I got to Bionis's leg before I realized that you can. There's like pages you can go to to fast travel. Oh yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah, they don't really like explain a lot very well in this in, in this game. I mean, I, I think you can go through like the. There's like extra, like when they do the initial like, um, here's how to do this, here's how to do that. They don't tell you everything, and you have to go into like the manual, online manual or something, or the manual on the game, uh-huh. and it has more help or something in there. And like, I didn't do that, okay. so I guess it's my fault. But still, it's like usually they tell you that kind of important information. Yeah, I. I don't know. It, it did a piss poor job of explaining a lot of things, in my opinion. And I just, I don't know. It was, it's fine. Again, if I was a, a kid, I would have ate this shit up. I don't, I guess that's who it's for. Is like, it's not an easy RPG necessarily, but it's one you can easily get through if you have like infinite time. And yeah. if you're willing to turn off your brain, the story is all right, I guess. Or if it's like your first or second RPG, maybe you can get into something like this. It's just, I play RPGs mainly for the story um, and the gameplay. And I had issues with both. Like, like I said, the story just was so silly to me from the beginning. It was just like, all right, 
two robots fight whatever they're the the world that's what people and everything live off of and everyone's fighting for reasons i don't know if it's ever explained and then the one side has this legendary hero and it seems so cheesy the whole time you're watching it that can control the uh whatever that stupid sword is that looks like something out of the worst anime um (laughs) i don't know that red sword uh, and he, it, it just seems so silly. Like he's fighting entire armies off with it and such. And this one guy's like a traitor and it does all that whole, all the tropey stuff from anime all in like a 30 minute cutscene. And then yeah, yeah, the, Monado, man. the Monado. Yeah, that's right. I used to make fun of it cause it sounded a lot like Menudo. <laughs> 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 Fucking Ricky Martin's old band. Um, I believe it means Monday in Spanish if I remember correctly, but, um, yeah, it's like this really stupid sword, and you're tasked with, like, I don't even remember, like, f- finding, I don't know, like, you you figure out that the Menudo can be used by your main character, um, which is good, because the legendary hero, he, while he's still alive, he's like the brother, I think, of your love interest, isn't that right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, and um, he can still use it, but he's, like, on his last legs, because it, like, it takes power from you somehow as well, or it hurts you if you overuse it or something. Yeah, he's not the true wielder of the Monado, so when he uses it, it basically burns. Like he can't use his arm after after that mm-hmm. big battle in the beginning, so like he can't use it anymore. And let me guess, for, the kid is the true user. Yeah, of course. But basically, <laughs> okay. So spoilers. Uh, I guess you made this far, but. Um, Ryan, or not Ryan, but uh, the main character, uh, what's his name? Gay McGee or something like that. He's just like the whiniest oh. little bitch. No. I, his name is funny because I always thought, when I hear Shulk, I think of She-Hulk, you know? <laughs> yeah. So his name is Shulk. Anyways, he's like, so the big Bionis, he's the reincarnation of the Bionis, oh. basically. Okay. So, like, and... You get to the point in the game where, like, the real, like, the true, um, like, he has to keep going through the cycle of death and rebirth to keep being the god of everything, basically. And then when he breaks away from um, Shulk, uh, Shulk somehow stays alive. I can't remember how. Um, and then you take on God, basically. Which. Sure. The, the, and how they became God, how he became God. It was like there was some kind of experiment. Um, they flash back to this like at the very end of the game, um, where he basically destroyed the universe, and they reemerge like him and the the Makanis, who was the other girl, um, became the gods of the world. <laughs> uh huh. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't explain how. But just because, um, okay. and then there's another character that's running around that's actually the computer from that, and he helps control the world somehow. Um, okay. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like yeah, the story has a lot of has some plot holes. So, and it is very like every one character is pretty much one dimensional. Yeah. That was one of the things, like, the initial friendship between you and Guy, It's it reminded me of, like, uh, Ricky Bobby and fucking what's-his-name, Shake and Bake. 
They're just like <laughs> butt buddies and like always looking out for each other, you know, and their latent homosexuality <laughs> going on. But like you were saying, like, uh, it's, I think it's, if it's, uh, you know, kids to teenagers, like this is a, it's a good story. Cause it's like, you can project yourself onto those characters. Like sure. you and your best friend and this girl you like, that, that who's spoiler, who's spoiler, <laughs> who, who comes back to life, of course. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Cool. I didn't know that. I didn't get that far, but that's cool. Yeah. Most people call like, call her seven, but it's, it's, it's her. Um, because she's the seventh character that you get. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so basically, the the, the way the the uh, Mechanis, like the machines, like the the uh, the Monado can only hurt, can like destroy machines, but the the ones with the faces you can't hurt. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason is, reason is because the Monado can't hurt humans. I don't know if you remember that scene in the very beginning where the Monado goes off and. No one gets hurt, but the machine like gets cut through in half. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. Well, that's because the Monado is not supposed to be able to hurt humans. Gotcha. Well, the reason the reason the face uh, the Mechon can't get hurt is because surprise, there's humans in there. Mm. That, that's why they're capturing all the humans to turn them into the to the machines. So that the so Monado be useless. Right until. Uh, you get to this point where you find like one of the original beings, which is like I don't know. It's it's also the original god. Somehow he's still alive too, but he's also but you're also the reincarnation of him. I don't know. It's confusing. It's, it's like God and Jesus. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he makes it so that the Monado can hurt humans, so he changes it, and then then you can defeat the face mechons and stuff All right. but then so like when the somehow the fit like uh fiora becomes a face mechon and that's how she comes back to life but she doesn't remember who you are at first because she's the reincarnation of the bion or the mechonis mm-hmm. so then both those gods like come back to life and then um I forget the name of the god, but he actually kills the uh, Makanis, takes p- takes that Monado, combines his Monados, and somehow you still are able to destroy him. You like go up into space, and it's like it's kind of meta at the end. But it, it I don't know. It, it, the story was kind of not I great. Thought, thought, I thought it was okay like, <laughs> when I turned my brain off. Like he said, I turned my brain off for it, but I didn't really think too hard because like. <sighs> I don't know. And the characters kind of grow on you after a while. Yeah. Because you, you spend so much time with them, you know? And they, they say stuff. They have, like, the voice acting is pretty good, even if I didn't like the voice actors, like the main character, Shulk, like his voice actor. I just want to punch whoever that is in the face. Uh, it just <laughs> sounds like the nerdiest, weakest little, you know, I don't Is it is it Scottish or English? I couldn't quite place the accent. It's, yeah, the British accent. Yeah, it's just so bad. And then, like, his best friend, like, the latent homosexuality between them two. And then that girl is, uh, you know, Fiona or whatever her name is. She's, fight, 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 you know, and all that. She says that a lot. And I was just like, okay, you can shut up now. Um, and I was kind of glad when she died, honestly. But <laughs> I could get past all that and maybe start, like, liking the characters if I liked the gameplay. But I don't. Um, 
what this game feels like, and I, I think I said it on Discord, but for everyone listening that's not on Discord, first of all, get on Discord, go over to the RPG show, and that's the RPG show, right? Not RPG show. Um, and they have a it's Discord a link. Girl. What's that? Yeah, if, you go, if you go to RPG show, it's real pretty girls. Right, it's like a wig selling place. Don't go there. Or just look up the RPG show podcast. And they'll have links to get on Discord there. Um, I've never bothered to make a Discord for this show because we've been, uh, Brent and Nick and, and my show have been like friends for so long at this point. I feel like we're just like sister shows in a way. We share a lot of the same viewers and stuff. And so when he made a Discord, I just told everyone to get over in there and it's been working out pretty good. So yeah, get in there and talk it up. But we make a lot, a lot of fun of everyone in there and uh, a lot of memes and whatever else. It's really a great place to be. Anyway, I think I was talking in there about it, but um, it's, it feels a lot like a MMO. I played uh, Final Fantasy XI for years. And one of the first things, one of the first abilities you get in this game is this thing where you can attack from behind an enemy to deal double damage. So there's an ability in Final Fantasy XI as a thief where it's called back attack where like someone will get the the hate on them and then you go around behind the enemy and you can do a backstab and it deals double damage. And then, of course, you'll get the heat on you because you dealt this massive damage. But then if in that game, if you put someone in between you and the thief the mob will think it was that guy and part of the like fun of setting it up is like someone will take hate off the enemy and then you get your paladin or whatever whoever your tank is to stand behind the enemy you get your thief behind that person you do the backstab it thinks that guy did it then it's all over him and then you can switch back and forth doing that backstab every 45 seconds and that's a lot of fun setting up with actual people what's not fun is when i'm trying to do it with pc um ai and i'm sitting here looking at dill hole and you know he's usually got the heat and i'm running behind it to get the extra damage and stuff what i found myself doing more often was i'm just spamming every ability i had until yeah. they were gone and then they come back up and i spam it again and that's how i played the game yeah i mean you when you get later in the game you kind of have to well it just depends because if you do all the side quests like you're pretty much you know op'd the whole game or you can try doing the whole strategy, but the battles are so damn like they take way too long. Mm-hmm. Like they're way too drawn out. Like they're maybe thirty seconds to a minute each battle, and you there's so many battles to get into. Yeah. And instead of doing that, I was like, I'm just gonna get OP, and so I can just wreck these guys and just move on to the next thing. But even that, even like even that took took me basically. I was basically five levels ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole game. And let me ask you something about these side quests, because I never went back to any... It's It seemed like once I fulfilled whatever these people were asking, that I instantly got whatever it was. I didn't have to go back to that person. Is that right, or am I just imagining that? Like someone says, no. go get five rabbit tails or whatever. It, once I defeat five rabbits and get five tails, I automatically get whatever that XP or whatever, right? Uh, yes and no. Oh, okay. So the, the non-named NPCs, yes. Okay. So, yeah, get five of these, get this. But the ones that had names, like, I need you to get this specific sword or something, hmm. you have to go back to them. Oh, and, that, and that's a bitch, too, because it's a day-night cycle. So, you got like, they move. And you got, like, when you first start that game, it's just so confusing where everything's at and where, who, where to go. And, hmm. yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, you have to find them where they're at, where they're at. Because like, some of them move around, some are in the same spot. It's just annoying. And some um, enemies only come out at night, and then some NPCs go indoors during night or day or whatever. They might be yeah. in other places yet. Yeah, one of the things I do like, and it's it's become kind of tropey now. I think the first game I ever played that did it was Final Fantasy um, Twelve, where like in Final Fantasy Twelve, at the very beginning of the game, that opening like desert area or whatever, there's that T Rex, and it's like impossible to beat. You're like level whatever ten, and you can't possibly beat that T Rex, but you can come back way later and and kick its ass. Hopefully, um, you've got yeah. monsters that are like right out of the gate like level 70 this big guy just walking across the field and he you know he looks like something out of goddamn shadow of the colossus or something you know he's like the size of a skyscraper and you like, mm-hmm. look at him it's like level 90 and you're like huh you know of course i went over there and attacked it and he just like destroyed me but it was fun to do i like that they did that you know i hate where things are like completely linear because a lot of RPGs do this, and you're like, okay, you start out in the opening area. There's nothing in that area that is overly strong, and it doesn't make sense. It's like, wouldn't there be things that are like really weak and things that are really strong in any given area? And this kind of yeah. addresses that, you know. I, I liked that. Yeah, and that was that's that was fun when I got to a level, and I was like, oh, I can go back and fight this guy now, and I can beat him. And then, you know, they drop better weapons and stuff that you can get at that point. So. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool to do. So, yeah, I did like that. And it's, uh, that's in the second game, too. Oh, yeah? Where you played much of the second one? or I haven't started that yet. No. Okay. After the one, I was like, I want to take, take a little break from Xenoblade Chronicles. I would think so, yeah. I've got a buddy that's I'll playing play. through it. but yeah, I was like, I'll probably play it one next, I'll probably play it maybe next year or towards the end of the year if I don't have anything going on. But it's like, this game took so much out of me. I was like... Like, I'm one of those people that I have to finish what I start, you know? I don't. And that's probably why it takes me so long to, you know, I have such a backlog because, like, you know, even Nino Kuni 2, like, I hated that game. Oh, my God. That, Why'd like, you keep you playing thought, it? You thought, you thought this story was bad? Um, Nino Kuni 2 story is complete garbage. That's what I've heard, yeah. Like, basically, literally, like, I think I'm not even, like, um like a little literal quote from the main character is I want to save the world. Or I want to unite the world so everyone can live happily ever after. Okay. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Childish, but yeah. Is the gameplay good? Uh, it's, it's super easy. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard they dumbed it down. I mean, it's the gameplay. Like if you, if you fight the monsters in front of you, you'll just be able to walk through the whole game. So if you don't like run away, like avoid monsters, you know, like you'll be fine for the main game. Now, if you want to fight all the optional stuff and do all the other optional things, yeah, you have to go through the optional dungeons and all that kind of stuff. But oh man, that I thought, and I and I platinum that game, even though I hate. I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have a problem. I don't know. I have to complete stuff, and uh, I, I really I really like the 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 um castle building like yeah. i really like that part i wanted to have the full castle so to do that you have to beat the game and i don't know i was like when well, i'm almost i almost have a platinum now so i might as well just go through all the dungeon I'm, i don't know i just did it 
You're a weird, <laughs> weird dude, man. Like I, you and Seton both uh, seem to have that. Like I need to do everything and finish. Well, he he doesn't have the I need to plat or whatever, but he likes to try and actually finish things. Me, I stop playing a game once it stops being fun, unless it's for the show, and then I try and power through. And like in in the case of you know people listening to this, like a lot of games we don't finish. But in the case of Xenoblade Chronicles, like I just was like, there's no way I'm ever gonna play through this game. And then I thought maybe if we win another you know uh two weeks because james had only played like three or four hours i thought well we get another two weeks we'll get in like 20 hours or so and i every day i'd come home i'd get off work i'm tired i look over at that we i'm looking at it right now and i just like eh, i don't i just no i don't want to play that at all there's nothing in me that wants to spend the two or three hours i might get to myself in any given day playing something that is feels like a chore so instead i'm sitting here i'm like um i I can watch some trailer park boys or you know i can (laughs) i can watch this movie or that and then i'm looking at god of war and i'm like man i've been borrowing this from my buddy phil for like a month i need to be playing this and i started playing and i was enjoying that although it is starting to feel a little bit like slog now so i might quit because that's the way i play games i don't want to you know, I'm the same way with movies. I'll watch them. If it starts getting boring, I will stop. I'm like, I don't need to watch this. This is trash. I don't need to feel like I need to finish it. <clears throat> you know, so <laughs> why waste my time, right? But uh, see, like, I was like that. I was, like, exactly how you are. That's how I was with this game until I started playing it. And once I got into it, I was fine. But, like, like sometimes just starting it was really hard because, like, it was like a mountain to climb, you know? It's like I, I kept seeing how much farther I had to go. So I would look it up, and I would, I would ask Sight, and I'd be like, "How much farther am I?" He'd be, and he, I was like, "I'm on the sword." He's like, "Yeah, you're about halfway." I'm like, "Are you f- kidding me? I have like 60 hours in this bitch. I'm only halfway." So yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like, and I get to. I, I think for me though, it's like if I start it, I finish it. But if I don't um, start it, I'll be fine. So like uh, for this, I kind of like this. So I'll play probably the second one. If that one is the same way, I'll probably never play another one. Um, like Persona 5, I played that because everyone was like, oh, Personas are such an amazing game. And I played that and I platinum that, but I was like, I'm never playing another Persona. Now, did you play 4? I hear that's the one to play. Yeah, everyone says it's 4. I played 3 and everyone says that one's good. But I didn't like 3. I had it for like mm-hmm. PlayStation 2, I think. Mm-hmm. And I remember like I got to the point and I, I actually stopped playing that game. But that's when I was in college and I had a lot of shit going on sure yeah I, I played through on three i don't know a good ways and i was like this is all right you know and i tried to play through two <clears throat> and that's just it's just too far gone at this point i was like and hey, this yeah. maybe eight years ago i popped it in was like yeah i'll try this out finally and <clears throat> it just been you know i waited too long if i had played it when it came out i'd probably been into it but yeah and then but yeah, the, music, the music and the gameplay is fun but the story is just like horrible Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like trophy and cliche, and um, the localization. Like sometimes, like the way they talk, you're like people don't talk like that, you know? Sure. And I was like, I, I couldn't get into it. Like, and that's what like you're saying. Like, I play RPGs for the story, and if I can't get into the story, it's like, okay, I don't need to play another one of these. Right. And I mean, that's why I loved um, <laughs> like Trails of Cold Steel. Like that story it was like just so good and the battle system was so good and i, I love playing that every like i'm gonna go play i'm gonna go through and play that game again probably damn just because i loved it so much and i went through and i played the <laughs> game that was available <laughs> in the series wow. that's how much i love that game those games so 
I, I picked up the two for PS3, and then I bought an additional two copies and sent them on to James with the intention of playing uh, at least one of them, possibly both, for the show at some point. Um, yeah, we're they're long games too, so you might you might not make it. Well, maybe not. But if the thing about a long game, you know, I put a hundred hours into a lot of games. You know, I probably had that many hours on New Vegas. Uh, I definitely had that many hours on like Final Fantasy Nine, um, tw- Final Fantasy Twelve. I had over a year's playtime, or not twelve. Uh, Final Fantasy Eleven, excuse me, the MMO. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like this stupid phone game, Summoner's War, that I play on my phone, I probably have a year's playtime on it because I've been playing it for three and a half years now, and I play it for you know an hour or two in the background every day. And uh, slowing down on that though, it's getting uh, more than a little boring nowadays. I'm playing it just because I have so much invested in it, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I don't mind putting that kind of time into a game if it's fun. But once something ceases to be fun, the whole point of playing a game is it's fun. You know, you play a game with your kid and you say, you know, if I say, hey, Caroline, my kid, and I'm like, you want to play the uh, punch in the face game? The first time I punch her in the face, she's not going to want to play that game anymore. It's not fun. But, you know, toss a ball back and forth. You know, that might hold her attention for a little while. The more fun the game is, the longer she's going to want to play. And the same is true as an adult. And as soon as I stop having fun with something, I don't want to play anymore, man. But anyway... um, I, I still, I'm loath to say this is a bad game. I don't think it is. I think it's a good game. I just think it's a game that requires you to be at a certain point in your life or mm-hmm. have a certain lifestyle. Like I was talking about my friend that's playing through two right now. He has a heart condition um, where he actually, he's on a donor list. He, he needs a new heart. And as such, he can't work. And so he's literally home you know, 24 hours a day and he's just sitting around playing video games. It's like between that and like hanging out with his wife, that's all he does. You know, he collects a check from the government until he either gets a heart or dies, poor bastard. But sometimes I envy him (laughs) because he gets to sit here and play games all day. And I'm like, this guy is fucking playing shit. I wish I could play. And he's just rolling through his backlog. And it's just like, I envy that because, you know, uh, 16 hours out of my day, every day goes towards work and you know dealing with stuff at home for the most part and then i might be able to edge out two or three hours for myself and i want to do something you know because my time now is that much more precious i want to do something that's actually enjoyable um, and i think yeah. a lot of a lot of the listeners agree with that and have the same scenario like you you're uh, not single but you don't have any kids and uh right yeah, yeah and that's the that's the thing when i got when i got a girlfriend about i think nine months ago I was just mainlining like games and then you know I got a girlfriend and now it's like my weekends I I I basically I'm with her on Friday and Saturday I might play a little bit on my like uh my uh switch or um my Vita just to kind of like when we're going to bed or something but I don't play any video games basically till like Sunday night or I'm, and then after in the week is when I play but like I kind of have more of a balance now so, and I think that makes it more fun for me because I'm like, okay, now I have my game time instead of like every time's all times game time. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just watch it. You know, you end up having a kid and it'll turn into your game time is little smaller, little smaller, little smaller. And yeah, it's, I'm not complaining. You know, there's nothing I would trade for my kid. I love her to mm-hmm. death. But at the same time, it's like I do miss being able to like just look at my game collection and be like, ah, I'm going to play this 100-hour RPG, and I'm going to beat it, 
this week, you know, and I could do that at one point in time. And now it's like, uh, maybe I'll play it one day. And I, I say that about so many games now. And like, if I'm truly being honest, you know, uh, I, I own at least a thousand games. I'm never going to get to, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah, the depressing Is It Worth It podcast coming to you from a 40-year-old perspective, or nearly enough. Uh, well, that, that's what you got to say to your younger, your, your younger listeners, like, enjoy it now, because the older you get, the less time and the, the more responsibilities you have. So whatever game time you have now, enjoy it, like, love it, because um, it's not going to last. Unless... So Especially if your life's going the way it should be going, it shouldn't last, you know, because you got to have a lot of stuff going on. Sure, unless you go the way where, you know, you end up dating someone that also enjoys playing games and then you can play together. And that is something that actually occurs. I have some friends that uh, them, you know, they and their significant other play games together, and that's awesome. Me and my wife, we, when we first got together, I thought I was, like, super blessed because, like, she was really into RPGs and would come over and uh, play these games and stuff. We'd hook up, and then, like, afterwards she'd be sitting there playing a game, and I could watch her for hours, and it was awesome. I remember when we f- the first game she played through was Manakimia 2, and then she played through, like, Shepherd's Crossing and then, like, Tokobots and a bunch of stuff, and then we had the kid, and she just quit playing games entirely. Uh, she played Summoner's War a bit, and she's actually the one that got me into it initially. But other than that, like, the last five years, I don't think she's played a game at all other than... Uh, it's done. Yeah. Uh, Le- Legend of Gaia for the show that one time, and I think that was it, man. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a... Well, do you ever ask your wife if she wants to play a game, and, like, you guys can do a podcast on the show, or she's in the and she did one with us. Oh, she did? Yeah, she did Illusion of Gaia, yeah. Um, must have missed the early one? Yeah, relatively early. That was uh, first season. It was like episode 11 or 12, something like that. Um, okay. Must have missed that one. Then. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, she comes in. Hey, check it out. It's still up. Um, she actually, I didn't, I have the one copy, and I was like, hey, I know this is your favorite game. Do you want to replay it? She was like, yeah, I want to replay it. So I hooked up the Super Nintendo on the downstairs TV, and she played through it, and then I ended up not really having enough time. So uh, she came on the show, and I just, like, played off my memories of the game, and uh, James had played through it, and uh, she and James basically did the show with me in the background, like, piping up here and there. And it was it was a good show. A lot of fun with it. She was nervous as heck. It was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, I, I'm still a little nervous when I do this stuff, but I'm starting to get a little. Bit more, I'm starting to get more relaxed now. Isn't it funny how how that works? I remember, oh man, there was this show. It's it it came and went. There was this show called Old Game Plus. It was like you know a spin on New Game Plus or whatever. And I found them because uh, they did an episode over Snatcher, and then like oh. I wrote in, and this is like. God, eight, nine years ago, I wrote in and their next episode, they mentioned me on the air. And I remember like, like heart palpitations, like, oh my God, they're reading what I wrote (laughs) in, you know? And then like rewinding and listening to that like three times, like just like, whoa, they're talking about me, you know? And it's like, it's these two guys, they were brothers and not at all famous, but to me they were because I listened to them all the time, you know? And 
Yeah, it's like James when he first got on this show. He was like, he was nervous. He said, and he was like, I was a little starstruck. I didn't know what to say. I'm like, starstruck, dude. I, I work at a bakery. I'm nobody. I'm just this guy. <laughs> you know, it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. But that's the, that's kind of like the same thing that happened with me if uh, Nick and Brent. Like, I was I started listening to their show and then I got on the old message boards and I was just like, there's like maybe three people on there. Yeah. And they started like, they, like they would have the show note, like they put the show of the whatever show they're doing that week. And I would just come in like, like, hey, if you have any questions, go to the message board. And I started answering, like, asking questions. And then, like, hey, could you ask this question? And I was like, oh my god, they said my name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like when Brent said the first time I gave him a shout out on my show that he like freaked. I'm like, why, man? You know, it's like maybe because I had a little bit bigger listen, listenership than he did at the time. I don't know, but those guys are doing really well. I, uh, I found, I typed in. What was it I typed in a few weeks back? It was like a top uh, podcast about RPGs, and I think it was a Huffington Post. It was something. It was like a pretty big deal, and they were on that list. It was like, oh uh, man, you should put that on the Discord. Yeah, I should find that and like uh, post it up. But yeah, it was like they were number eight or nine. But it was like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool that that's up there because you know any success they might get goes right to me too, basically because we shout each other out every week. So that's all good. Yeah. I've been trying to promote the show free through Instagram lately. Uh, you can find me at RetroBlaineJ on Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to post one thing a day, and uh, that's been working out. I've doubled. You know, I'm only at like 95 or something because I refuse to link my actual Facebook account. Like I thought about doing it, I accidentally linked the wrong thing, and then I was like, should I just like get all my real friends to be on there? I'm like, nah, that's kind of cheating. So yeah. I'm trying to get actual people that are interested in games to like sign up, and I've got it like close to a hundred now. You want the pity signups? Exactly. I have a few of those already because they found me anyway. But um, I don't want like yeah, my mom on there or something, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> giving hearts to my you know uh, whatever it is. Here's my card, yeah. Super Mario Duck Hunt, and she's like, "Oh, I love that game." I'm like, "Oh ma, get up here." But so that that I think that kind of counts. Because they're your first thing anyways, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, you probably have so much you could, I mean, that's a cool idea that you're, you, like you said, you started that last, on the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have so many different games, and you have so much of that, like, knowledge, like, you have that trivial knowledge that, that's, that's really cool that I like when you bring that stuff up in your uh, podcast and stuff, so. I yeah that's the sad thing you know I, I I've said it a hundred times I've wasted what intelligence uh, whatever is given me you know I, I don't believe in a god as such but you know I was blessed with the ability to memorize a lot of useless stuff and I used it in memorizing I I can literally tell you verbatim close to ten thousand magic cards up to and including what artist you know did the proof just stupid stuff and then like all this video game knowledge and just like stupid like movie trivia and you know absolute useless unless i'm on jeopardy or something <laughs> you know it's like yeah. i could have been a doctor you know but <laughs> i could not be a doctor because i cannot stand blood oh really uh, i was gonna say yeah you obviously you could be a doctor one of my best friends is a doctor and i had this discussion with him recently where we were talking about it and it was like he said about maybe a third of people who are doctors 
are actually smart enough to be a doctor and then the other two-thirds are people that just like really knuckled down and managed to pass their classes and then once they got their doctorate they just stopped and he said that's why when you go to the doctor half the time they don't know what the hell's wrong with you because they're actually not that intelligent so good luck Gary. Why yes? Why you have to scare the shit out of me like that? Well, I mean, that's what we're going through with my wife right now. It's like she's going to this doctor and he's telling her she needs to take this and this. And then my buddy Doc looks at it and he goes, oh, no, that'll fucking kill her. What the hell is he doing? You know, and then she comes back with like, hey, I've got a friend who's a doctor that said this is wrong. And the guy like begrudgingly is like, yeah, maybe you're right. And it's like it's it's unreal, like what we're dealing with and uh, having to slog through because the the endocrinologist that we have here in Fort Smith, and yes, there's only one. Uh, he's terrible. He's just a re- retarded man and uh, really shouldn't have his job. A lot of his knowledge comes from the 80s, and he just stopped updating it, you know? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Analog. Yeah. Uh, like, he, he per- spe- specifically, he's prescribed her with uh, vitamin D and kept telling her she needs to take more and more vitamin D. She's not getting outside enough. She's like, I literally go outside and garden every day. Look at my arms. I'm completely tan. Um, and all the studies are saying that, you know, what what I probably have, which she even did get diagnosed with recently, um, vitamin D will actually could potentially kill you by increasing the amount of calcium that's in uh, your body and such and all this. It's convoluted and I don't understand half of it but anyway vitamin D not good for what she has and he's like keeps prescribing her this up to and including last week I went to pick up her prescriptions and he had doubled the dose of vitamin D and I didn't know when I bought them I didn't know it was in the bag and bring it back she's like what's this and she's like fucking vitamin D like 12,000 milligrams or something it's like ridiculous it's like this is so stupid but yeah, he he thinks she's on it and like is responding well. But what actually happened is she quit taking it as per advice from other doctors that we've talked to, and uh, she is getting uh, better. Uh, her calcium levels are getting better because of that. So, but yeah, we're we're getting it figured out with her for just as an update to everyone listening and to you, Cujo, as well. Um, probably going to be going into a specialist either in Florida or LA within the next few months to have a fairly major surgery to get some uh, things removed and uh, hopefully that'll take care of it and maybe through uh, medication and uh, just due diligence she'll be all right we're, we're hoping so but uh, yeah it's looking a little better she's had a one surgery within the past month and that went well for the most part um other than like discomfort and her not being feeling so great after that. But yeah, going pretty well for the most part. Anyway, getting too much into my personal life and not enough into the game. I don't know what else to say about Xenoblade uh, Chronicles. I personally, I don't know. I'm going to say it's worth it if if you're a certain type of person. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got a heart condition, great. You know, you're you're disabled, and you know you stay at home in some way that's great or if you're a certain age this is the game for you um for me very hard game to play as you and james have both shown as evidence (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's akin to like skies of arcadia except that uh, honestly i found skies of arcadia like much more fun but that's another game that was like this is a 90 hour rpg i managed to play that one like maybe 30 40 hours and i was actually kind of into it that game is excellent um 
but again it was just like so much there's so much going on you're like god i could play this game for a month straight if i was playing it every day and xenoblade chronicles is that times 10 it's just like you know if if you're very poor and can only afford one game and you have your older brother's wii and that's the only thing you have to play it's worth every uh, penny probably um, yeah, it's on, it's on the Wii U too, and I would suggest playing on that because you can use the the, the game pad thing, mm-hmm. where it's a little bit more easier on your hands than using that stupid Wii remote. And I ended up playing it with the damn uh, nunchuck and wand. Oh my god, that would have been terrible. It was like you start to get used to it after a while, but it's just the worst. I hate that thing. I don't know. Like, I get it for Wii Sports. I get it, you know, those type of games. Like, it works, right? Bowling, it's a great thing. Baseball, sure, whatever. For a game like Zelda or Xenoblade Chronicles or Punch-Out, that was the one I was like, fuck this. And it's kind of cool on Punch-Out. You can actually, like, punch with it, but it doesn't, it's kind of like the Power Glove. It doesn't quite work. It works, you know, a little better than the Power Glove, but still, it doesn't quite work. Like, I just want a fucking controller. You know, right. they've got all these gimmicks for everything, and like Nintendo gets these gimmicks, and they feel like they got to give it to every fucking game. You know, it's like the Wii had the motion controls, the DS had the touchscreen, and they were just trying to like force feed it and all their first party shit, and that's why Spirit Track sucks, and that's why Twilight Princess sucks. Uh, more so Skyward Sword. Twilight Princess is actually kind of okay because it was more of a GameCube game that got adapted to the Wii, but still. Yeah. Um, just stop Nintendo. It's like the gimmicks are awesome, but don't feel like you have to put it in every game, right? Yeah, I had to when I bought the Switch. Um, I got the actual gamer controller as well, even though it's fifty bucks. But there's no way I was using those stupid Joy Cons the whole time. Like, cause you basically hold like they fit in the like palm of your hand. They're tiny. It's like I want an actual controller that I hold with two hands. You know? Exactly. I'm the same way. I. I, I can't I can't do the Wii. I don't think I could play with the Joy-Cons. Um, I started to go buy the uh, Wii Classic controller, but those things are still going for like 20 25 bucks at GameStop, and I'm like, I would play it for this one game and then nothing else probably, because a lot of the games on the Wii uh, work with a GameCube controller, but Xenoblade Chronicles didn't. Of course. Which kind of pissed me off, but it's whatever. Um, again, though, still not a bad game. I think it still goes for like 60 bucks or something. There was a time when I picked it up where it was like a $120 game, but then they re-released it through GameStop, so it's not nearly as rare as it once was. Um, yeah, I bought, it, I bought it on eBay. Um, I actually bought the Wii version because I thought I was going to get a Wii, but then I didn't. I was just like, I'm just going to play on the Wii U. But I, got, I, I bought it on eBay for like 40 bucks, and that came with the Wii U uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X or something, hmm. and he, he threw the book in and everything, so you can probably find it pretty cheap on eBay if you want yeah. the actual version. It's been re-released enough times at this point. It's also on the 3DS, I believe. So, yeah. it's re- readily available, and if you're the type of person that just has just gobs and gobs of time, and you're uh, either able to turn your brain off, or are the of the Forrest Gump inclination, this is the type of game for you. This is uh, the RPG for you. <laughs> Sorry, Saiten. Or if you like that kind of uh, battle system where it's kind of like the like you're saying, um, it's like an MMO. Right. If you're scared of actually interacting with real people but want the MMO experience, it's this and dot .hack and get on it. Uh, for me, if I'm going to play that type of game, I want to play with actual people. 
um, just a lot more fun interacting with actual people and getting those things set up and yeah I mean there's a lot to be said about you know that that type of gameplay is popular because it's with people and when when it's like I, I just couldn't get into it like I, I was trying like I said I put 13 14 hours in this game I got to the base of the leg like whatever that second town is I got there and, yeah uh, yeah. I think that's Colony 6. Yeah, that sounds right. And that's where I was like, all right, I'm done for the night. And then I just, that was a month ago, and I haven't picked it back up. I meant to for the show. Sorry, everyone. I know a bunch of you guys voted on this game. Uh, again, I don't want to dog it. It's not a bad game. It's just not for me. With everything it had going against it, just was like, there's so much more I would rather be playing than this. Uh, yeah. Anyway, next up is Thimbleweed Park for the PlayStation 4, the Switch, the everything. I think every modern console, including PC, can play that. That is the Ron Gilbert game that uh, was a point-and-click adventure. It's uh, basically loosely based off the X-Files. So uh, that's that's going to be really cool. It's supposedly really humorous and stuff. It does have kind of that 16-bit graphic look to it, although everything is... Um, voice acted and whatnot so that that should be a lot of fun um yeah looking forward to that i've got two copies randomly don't ask uh i'm gonna open one of those up and play it i think james is gonna order it because he he bought the deluxe version that was like 90 bucks from limited run he doesn't want to open it so he's gonna buy the uh downloadable 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 version from the uh, PS4 and uh, play it that way. And yeah, we'd love to, to have you back on Cujo. If you want to play that too, you're more than welcome to come by anytime that goes for virtually anyone. If you ever want to be on the show, uh, just let me know. Yeah. Loved having you and filling me in on this game. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you want to pimp? No, I don't have any, I don't have any hoes to pimp. Wow. I'm on Discord if you guys want to talk to, if you guys want to come talk to me, but Basically, it's me, Saiten, you, uh, Nick and Brent, some other guys. Uh. Yeah, we've got the outliers. We've got, like, Mint. He he still shows up, and you, he'll usually post something from Sweden. It'll be, like, really sweet looking. You're like, fuck, Mint, you live in such a better country than we do. Just stop rubbing posts, it in our nose. Yeah, he has the humble brag post where he's like, I'm at some cool concert. Here's some pictures. And you're like, yeah, that's great. No, he's, he's awesome. He's salty. He's one of the best people in the world. Love that guy. Yeah. And then, uh, like, Spokes out of Canada. He's a really cool dude, too. Um, yeah, he sent me a few other people. I don't know. I got a big, big response off the last episode because I, at the end of it, I don't know if you listen, but I posted, like, a conversation with me and my dad. You know, mm-hmm. he was, like, pre-surgery going in to get a, some major heart surgery. And uh, mm-hmm. so I called him and talked to him, and I recorded it and put that out. And, like, so many people wrote to me and said that that was, like, one of the most realist moments in listening to any podcast. They And they were like, dude, it was, like, awesome hearing you talk to your dad. And I was like, wow, I kind of put it in almost as an afterthought, and everyone just loved it. So kudos. I'm starting to get inebriated. I've been drinking. Uh, kudos dad for uh, helping me out on that one and yeah he is doing well now uh, he just got out of the nursing home and went back home and uh, you know he's still kind of mostly on bed rest but he's doing a lot better so that's good and yeah there was a story of how I got my first Nintendo on that and stuff that he told me so if you want to contact me I am like I said I'm on Instagram now at uh, retroblaneJ I'm going to post a different picture of random video games i've got 
I don't know, close to 4,000, three and a half, 4,000 games. I'm, I'm not even bothering to count anymore. Um, and I'm just going to post different stuff every day until I run out of stuff to post because I guess that's what Instagram's about, and it's kind of fun. Uh, so you can check me out there. You can check me out on Twitter at RetroKel. That's K-H-E-L. You can write me at Simon Belmont, not Simon Belmont, at Outlook.com. You can find me at RetroGameCore, spelled C-O-R-P-S, um, that hasn't been updated in fucking forever, but it does have additional contact info and stuff. And, uh, of course, check out our friends at the RPG show, not the RPG show, uh, House of Wigs, but the podcast. They're great. If you're not listening to them, you sh- certainly should be. Our other friends at Playing With Power, um, Terran Lightning, Derek and Don, main show on the RPG show here, all the, all the usual suspects, um... Yeah, and I don't have anything else to say, so until next time, keep it retro, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, Kuja.